Um, okay, thank you everyone for coming over to the show. I really appreciate it. So let me introduce everyone one by one. Alicia, thank you for coming over. As um, everyone says, you're the Empress, the bigger queen, the queen bee, I believe. Um, so thank you for helping me organize this. I really appreciate that. Um, oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Renee, welcome again. Um, I was uh, nice talking to you last time, and I'm hoping this time it would be much more fun. Thank you, Samar. Had a blast. Thank you. <laughs> Gina, way, way above in um, UK. Thank you coming over as well. You're the first one in. I really appreciate that. And thanks for the wait. It's my absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you. Rob, once again, meeting. I appreciate that you come over. Uh, it was amazing talking to you last time, understanding the different things, you, different hats you wear. So welcome again, Mike. Uh, thanks very much. Looking forward to this conversation as well. Thank you. Um, coming down, um, Joseph, we just had a chat recently. Uh, I'm, I'm really, um, as I said, fascinated by your mound builder theory. Um, so I'm like, welcome again. Thank you. Thanks a lot. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Tom, Tom, we're meeting for the first time, or technically virtual meeting as we call it for the first time. I really appreciate you taking the time on and coming up. Um, thank you for this. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you. Now you guys are here. So um, without wasting much time, I have a very, very interesting question um, for you guys. Uh, we talk about mind freak in one sense, which basically is a little voice sitting behind our head, which technically sometimes stops us from doing things or puts doubts on our head. On the second side of that is we have a lot of trainers and coaching in modern world come and tell us that um, you shouldn't be doing multiple things together. But in this room, I have five people who are expert, I would um, say, to, uh, who do multi things at the same time. I mean, you, you are, you each in your own way uh, have organized and done variations of multiplicity type of work, uh, proving every other formula which exists wrong. Now, as I said, when you merge mind freak and there's all these doubts uh, which uh, creep in your head by natural, and then all these trainers come up and teach you that you should focus on one thing, you might not be able to do multiple things together. Um, it creates a new volcanic um, type of scenario in your head, but you're not clear. Someone who's trying to get into business, someone who's trying to do into personal development, it's way too confusing for him. So I'm gonna use that and start this conversation here. Uh, if you could tell us, what do you think about that? Well, I can jump in on that first <laughs> yeah, sure. and, and, and definitely speak for someone who has uh, debunked that myth that brands, particularly solo brands that can't run their business empires, much like a super Walmart uh, operation or be able to leverage multiple gifts and talents to make an impact in, in an income. And, you know, initially when you brought this question forward, you were mentioning about the mindset and, you know, how do people think about this when there is so much of the noise, so to speak, of trainers and leaders who have been presenting for quite some time, you know, in terms of you need to focus on, you know, on one particular thing. And that does still apply in, in some cases. 
But what I want to speak to right now is the fact that, that we're in a new era, and that is something that is really fading fast. And unfortunately, most are not aware that that's been a paradigm that's been going out for such a long time. And just like you and I had a conversation even during, you know, our interview that, you know, a lot of times people have chosen to follow that guidance and listen to focusing on a singular particular thing and in their business. And normally I find that that just it doesn't work and people are mostly unfulfilled because there's so much untapped potential that really desires to be expressed. And when that unexpressed potential doesn't come forth, then what happens is that it plays out in the impact and in the income. So the mindset uh, that has to be debunked first is that it's a myth that you can't show up in a multiplicity type of way and, and also be able to leverage a lot of different areas of your life. So that's definitely a, a huge shift that has to take place, especially with what's emerging in, in the business world. Um, of course, we can talk about this on so many different levels, but I definitely want anyone else to jump in um, and piggyback off of that uh, for sure. What I would say is that people's mindset, their beliefs become their reality. And if you believe you can only do one thing at a time, then that is actually your reality. If you then go and you talk to experts who have the same reality, that that's what they believe to be true, mm -hmm. then that myth continues. But if you think about the changes that have gone on in the world, I mean, at one time, we all thought that the world was flat until somebody decided that they would have the courage to move away from what was known into something that was unknown and i think we're actually meeting a new paradigm shift which is perhaps as powerful as the shift from flat earth theory to round earth theory and for people like us we're the vanguards if you like who who recognize that to harness your true potential you have to really challenge those beliefs that are keeping you playing small mm -hmm. and That's that takes I courage and takes a bit of work yeah but it's entirely possible. Absolutely. And I would uh, jump and leapfrog, uh, or actually leverage both of yours in the sense that when you talked about, um, Ali Nicole, about not feeling satisfied, and then you, Gina, about the mindset. When I first was introduced to this principle, it was like a, like I literally had a cellular change in my first conversation because it was, I've been pushing up against this myth for so long that I was starting to feel that unsatisfied. I was starting to feel like, well, I want to get to that, but I have to complete this first. I need to get to that, but I have to do this first. And as I kept pushing back into the norms, my energy of creativity and passion and purpose started to diminish because I wasn't mm -hmm. connected to my higher purpose. And I wasn't working, Gina, into that higher plane of mindfulness and doing within, you know, the constraints that, that typically have been out there with the models that we have. And, and I was just trying to work harder and push harder to try to get that energy lift to fulfill these structures. And then when I had my first conversation uh, with Ali Nicole, it was like, ah, that's a no brainer. And everything around me started to lighten up and started to disperse that energy. And 
it's, you know, it sometimes can get a little uh, busy, but it's exciting and it's fresh and it's expanding mm -hmm. at the same time. And it, it really needs to happen, like you both were saying, in the time times uh, period that we're in, things are moving so much out there in the world and to stay into, you're going to get run over, you're going to be left behind. Mm -hmm. And, and so we've got to have people like us that are going to be that example and learning as we go, right? But being able to be the example in our own right of how to bring forth these greater gifts, these greater leadership, these mm. greater voices that we have. Yes. Beautifully stated. Someone else got to jump in before I go well, in on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, one, of the, one of the things that I want to make a clarification on is when we talk about multitasking. Multitasking is something that everyone does. We can chew gum, write a letter, and think at the same time. That's multitasking. But I think what we're speaking to is being multifaceted and multiplicity. Mm -hmm. And what mm -hmm. that means is showing up on different platforms and pre presenting different aspects of yourself. Absolutely. So not necessarily at the same time, mm -hmm. but showing forth our talents and gifts on many different platforms and stages. Mm -hmm. That's more of what we're speaking to in terms of multiplicity and being multifaceted. I think that's really, really true. And what mm -hmm. I would say is that the central tenet of all of that is what's important, what's the why, what are you doing, why are you doing it? And if that's really clear, then these multi-layered things work very, very well. Mm -hmm. um, and that there's Absolutely. no what you can do. For sure. Yes, they work together like a hand and glove, for sure. And, you know, I, I love the fact that King Joseph brought that up because that is one of the misunderstandings or misconceptions, if you will, that people um, really get confused. They believe that when people do, quote unquote, multiple things, they, they think it's about doing a lot at the same time. But like you mentioned, it's not really about that. It's just that you have different roles that you are available to serve in at different times. I love to use the metaphor of, of basketball playing. And so when you're on the court, and though you may have your position as a guard or a forward, uh, but then you play defense and offense, and then you're at the free throw line at some point. So when you're in those particular positions, you're not playing all of those positions at one time. You know, when you're at the free throw line, you're making that shot. And that's the main thing in the moment. The one thing that you are focused on and doing well and yet yeah, with excellence is making that shot. After you do that, then you can go back to whatever role you were playing. And so it's, it's much, you know, like that. It's, it's not really about doing a whole lot at the same time. And it's really not overwhelming. I tell people often, it's, it's actually easier to, to do it this way. It's, it's very much a lighter process and something going back to what Queen Renee mentioned, um, you know, just in terms of it may seem like, you know, it can keep you busy in some regards. What I find is that the quote unquote busyness normally is only in the building process of when you're setting structures up and um, new concepts are being introduced. And again, the, the building process is happening. But after those structures are in place, that's where the simplicity comes in and the lightness of a business model comes in that's leveraged whether through automation or just using your gifts and talents and services mm -hmm. in a very uh, seasonal way. You know, more, much like a theme park or a tourist uh, attraction. Sometimes they're not open all year round. 
But when they are open, then boom, they've got a, you know, a flood of attraction coming, you know, at that particular time that during that season. So a lot of what happens in the multiplicity space or uh, cross industry entrepreneur space or even multidimensional um, business models is that sometimes the platforms and services aren't always offered year round. And honestly, that makes for a bigger catch because sometimes when you're too available, it can actually work against you. And sometimes when you have enroll now, open now, it's, you know, like they do for insurance sometimes, you can only sign up, you know, when you're in the traditional workforce, they have those times where you can enroll for your insurance. And so sometimes it's best to have services like that, um, unless it's a product-based, you know, service that can be self-serving and continue year-round. But some of the services where you have to engage in, it, it's typically you want to do some of those very seasonal and not necessarily offer them all the time. Um, but someone else jump in because, like I said, I well, you know me, I can go <laughs> in on this for sure. Now I have a question. <laughs> I'm going to put a twist in this, right? You know, we're talking mm -hmm. about multifaceted. We're talking about having a different role on different platforms and um, different mm -hmm. scenarios. So all of them, how about someone running multiple businesses at the same time? Because what I realized that when I started mm -hmm. my first company. Um, I was working normal, but there were so many opportunities which were coming left, right, and center, mm -hmm. which I, uh, and I knew there was money to be made in there. I, I knew, I, I, even though if I didn't know how to run, uh, I didn't know anything about those industries, but I knew enough that if I just put a little bit of time and effort, not only it will make me more money, but I'll be successful. And I kept ignoring them for a while because my focus was, sole focus was to get this thing up and running and make it done. Mm -hmm. But it just, I think within a year, I realized when you focus, uh, when I was just focused on one company, um, at times I would just get a bit bored. Um, it's not that uh, <laughs> it was boring. It was not that my passion wasn't in there. It was yeah. that I was doing the same thing over and over again without mm -hmm. giving any break. So when the next opportunity came in, I actually picked it up and I started working on that. And that brought in another opportunity. And what happened was within the last three months of my first year of being a businessman, I ended up having four different companies doing mm -hmm. four different things. And I was having a revenue stream from four different places without making any extra effort. The only different yes. thing mm -hmm. I did was just manage my time well. So that so that's is, what it's about. Yeah, while we're talking I, about being different, so how, wouldn't that also work well? Oh, yeah. Well, we do that, yeah. too. At least I do. Um, I, at least I do, uh, because I have different empires, you know, within uh, my multidimensional structure. Well, you're setting so, yes. us up, too. You're, you're, yeah. well, that's one mm -hmm. thing, too, you're doing for us, right, um, mm -hmm. is you're setting us up. And I think all of us could attest that we have uh, working on building our five empires. Mm -hmm. and And it's fun. You know, that's what I was saying about it moved from busyness to more creativeness. And I'm yes. always more inspired and happy mm -hmm. and energized and you know, everything downloads easier. And I know that like Rob, you have experienced that as well, right? And building, starting to build out your, uh, and you guys actually demonstrated that recently, you and Joseph did. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I think, um, I think back to the basketball analogy uh, from Ali Nicole there. And, you know, for me, um, the business of expertise is interesting because yes, you can have different levels of expertise in different areas, but really what it's about is how you apply them and where you apply them mm -hmm. and anticipating, I think, what's happening in the marketplace uh, where, where you intend to, to play, right? 
Um, and, uh, and so you can certainly have some level of expertise, uh, just like a basketball player is a good shooter and dribbler and so on and mm -hmm. so forth, the fundamentals, but still play these different roles that you choose. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's powerful. Important. Very well said. We're multifaceted people, all of us. You know, you can be a, a mother or father, a daughter, a, a wife, a partner, a friend, mm -hmm. a neighbor. We in our lives all the time have so many different roles. And the fact that you're doing this in the business world mm -hmm. is just an extension of recognizing that we are, each of us have so much to offer in so many different ways. And if the opportunities turn up and that's the interesting thing i think the people you know if you go back to the earlier conversation people mm -hmm. who think that you can only have one role be only doing one thing those opportunities are there but they don't actually see them right once you open yourself up to actually let's see what opportunities there are how can i develop my potential in whatever direction then those opportunities become reality and if you grab mm -hmm. them and they work for you, then that's great. It, it's not everybody's cup of tea. This requires people to have a, a real sense of who they are and mm -hmm. the courage mm. to actually give things a try and know that actually sometimes things won't work, but they will learn right. and they'll go on to something else. And to oh, really embrace the multifacetedness, mm. if they don't think that's a word, but you know, that capacity to be different things in different situations. It's all impossible. Oh, that until somebody does it, right? Yeah. That, Rob? It's all impossible until somebody does it. I don't somebody smarter than <laughs> right. me said That's that before. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I second what Gina says in that you know, Dale this this does require you to get grounded. And I tell you what, that's been one of the greatest gifts of this. I've always played, you know, in what I call my power zone, but at different levels. And that's a constant emerging and peeling off the old container, moving into the new container. Mm. And this is a positive up leveling that we do, not upgrading like you've taught us, but up leveling. Mm -hmm. And it becomes natural. And what you said, Gina, sometimes you don't always, it doesn't work. But what, what happens is that we create in forward uh, momentum so yeah. it is ready so when people are ready to to come <coughs> and meet it when they're ready because we're we're moving at a faster pace it's mm -hmm. it's available and we get to still serve as we continue to reach and grow and that grounding of ourselves, finding that voice to me that's been really interesting facet of this samar is is being good being okay to move with the vibration with the inspiration developing those products and then putting them out there and maybe they don't click right away but they're there and then pretty soon other people are starting to level up to and we're already up here on the next two or three phases up but now that's ready for them so our creation may come um ahead of time if i'm saying it right ahead of the time yes yes but yes. the service is going to be there while we're continuing to evolve Mm. Yeah, even if it doesn't work, it gives you um, a new experience. It gives you a new knowledge that uh, you actually, it's like falling forward rather than falling backward and mm. just sticking to where mm -hmm. you are. You're still two step mm -hmm. ahead from where you started from because it might not have worked right now, but it gives you a new perspective, it gives you a new knowledge to see things differently. And uh, the next step you take, you will do it differently. You'll do it better with the new experience, the new knowledge you have. Um, so the opportunities are there. I haven't, uh, Tom, um, you've been quiet. Any, <laughs> there's nothing from you here. So let, let's hear you out. 
Well, I'm just going to co-sign what everybody else said. You know, out with the old, in with the new. Um, it's time to be brave enough to rethink everything you ever thought about uh, what was possible. Uh, revamp your strategy. Make it happen. Well, that's well said. Make it happen. I love the part mm -hmm. where it said make it happen because it's mm -hmm. all about that. I'm going to throw um, another spirit up here. I'm going to throw another topic up here for you, Estina. Okay, before you do that, can I can I speak to something uh, real Absolutely. quick? I'll just be really brief about it. Uh, in terms, I want to go back to something that Gina said about the different roles that we play in our lives and, and how that integrates into what we do in the business. And for me, I can resonate with that highly because, you know, I often tell people my life is my niche. And being within my life and leveraging the whole of my life is how I'm able to serve, you know, in a lot of different uh, areas, you know, and at a higher capacity because I am using my life and I do see it just as what she said. You, you have these different roles and functionalities, but you can definitely integrate that into, you know, the business frameworks. And I believe the more that people leverage the whole of themselves by utilizing just their natural ways of being, whether it is uh, a parent, you know, a spouse, um, an auntie, you know, just uh, influencer, and, and bring those together, that's what makes the experience much more richer. It makes it much more lighter because it doesn't have, the life structure does not have all the stigmatisms in it that the business framework does, which makes it kind of hard, you know, but when you're just kind of flowing with your life and leveraging that sort of as an empire, I believe it really gives, you know, that balance, at least that's what it has, you know, for me. Uh, you know, for sure. So I just wanted to throw that in so that people who, you know, are listening um, can definitely understand that if you just use your life and get into your life for sure, then you you have a much more richer experience in your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, thank you for that, Ali. Um, com coming to that, I have, a, I have an interesting question for you. I've been thinking about it for a while. And you know, we all are into businesses. We all do our stuff. We, uh, we try and inspire others. Not only that, we try and help make life easy. But somewhere along the line, um, we all would have gone through this, that. How do we know what we're doing is the right idea? How do we know that is what we're meant to do and the way we're doing is right? But, and not only that, um, absolutely, we all would have done some mistakes somewhere along the line. Um, oh, is there sure. anything you would like to share that you had wished you had knew before and you wouldn't have you would have avoided? It's an interesting well, question. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, go ahead, Jean, Queen Gina. And there are times when you think, I wish I'd avoided that in the moment. But with hindsight, as you look back throughout my life, what I've recognized is that even those things which have, at the time I thought have gone wrong, they've been a failure actually learnt such a lot and grown out of that experience because generally speaking we grow far more when we make a mistake or things don't go smoothly than we do when everything's easy and i think for people who are listening one of the things i would say to you is most people are frightened of getting it wrong and for many people that turns into a paralysis so that rather than trying they do nothing they get caught in that quicksand of trying and for me, it's about, you know, life is not a spectator sport. You've got to go for it in the same way that on the sports field, that sportsmen will misjudge a ball and they'll misjudge a tackle. But over time, if you learn from it, then you become better at it. 
And you asked, how do you know it's the right thing? And for me, there is a certain lightness about it that, uh, and a certain sense that this is who I am. Okay. And if it's heavy and it, it, there's that disconnection or a sense of unease in my solar plexus that feels awkward, then I know it isn't. And I think it's having that quiet time to really listen to what your, your body and your emotions and your intuition is telling you about whether this is right for you or not. Mm -hmm. uh, before I anyone answers, I, I'm going to put a twist in that because you, something you said, um, Gina, intuitions, right? Yeah. Now, is it the intuition or is it the mind freak playing up and telling you to do something? I think it's an interesting question, but for me, um, there's your mind frame when you are allowing, going back to your internal chatter, and often that internal chatter is an unconscious, um, almost a, a CD going round and round and round. You should have done this, you shouldn't have done that. You, you know, why did you do that? But I think once you get a clean mind frame, which is recognizing what's old conditioning or somebody else's voice going in your ear, or that your ego saying to you, you know, that wasn't good enough. And you can clear that and really get some space. And that requires you to be able to sit with yourself, which many people are frightened of. And you really tune in to that inner voice, that gut feeling. And for some people, it's a, a voice in the head. Some people, it, it is literally a feeling. And that when it feels light, and, and I mean light in terms of weight, but also light in terms of bright light, then you know it's, it is, you are on the right path. This is what you are, are meant to do. Um, but I think you need to do the inner work in order to be able to not only listen, but interpret that intuition. True, Amen. true. Um, Brene, we are take on this. Well, piggybacking off of uh, Queen Gina is there's so much need for uh, to fit in and conformity. You know, our our natural nature is to be safe and secure, and I have you know fallen prey to that early on and trying to build you know my my mansion, my empire on the safety secure container. And you know, for a while, it it works. But to what point and to what detriment, detriment mm -hmm. to your purpose. And one of the things I, I you know, bring out in my client and my, my work is to really, you know, get them to see themselves separate from what they're doing, you know, get out of their own way so they can look at it with, with new eyes and really see, is that something I created out of conformity from what people told me I should be, what I, what I, that messaging from a youth really plays out our parenting, uh, what we feel we're capable of. And that fear of success, to me, that fear of success is a huge um, impediment to people. And people would rather struggle than be successful. And I know that sounds weird, but I've watched it over and over. They'd rather keep doing the same thing over and over, like the Einstein quote, than be successful. Because when we raise to the level of being successful, then we have a new uh, presence about ourselves that we got to live up to. 
And mm -hmm. often the people we've conditioned around us to accept us don't, don't necessarily see us as that. So that just brings us back to feeling fear to want to, want to shrink because we don't want to have to prove ourselves. We want to be life. We want to be accepted. That is like a underlining nature as human beings, right? Community being mm -hmm. accepted. So we have these, these natural organic things that are at play for good reasons in a lot of er times of our life. But when it comes to expansion, when it comes to growing and truly owning your voice, your gift, mm. what you're here to do, you have to break out of that mold and it will require you to step up and that voice that you talked about early on, you know, talk to it and tell it, hey, you're here for a reason to keep me safe, but guess what? I don't need to be kept safe anymore. We're going to put this energy together, your energy, my energy, and we're going to step forward. And some people are going to be comfortable with it and some people are not. But we have to recognize it's because it's their, their own comfort zone is repelling them from our greatness. But that doesn't mean we can't be great. And it does take courage. Like you said some more early on too, it requires courage to do that. So mm -hmm. it, it is not for the faint of heart, but when you take that leap, like all of us have said here, it becomes easier and it becomes so much more rich and fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, so true, so true. Um, Joseph. Yes. Hearing what everyone is saying and everyone is spot on with respect to it. The only thing I want to add is sometimes when it comes to concepts like this, we think of them in logical steps. And when it comes to being able to identify if the path that you're on is your path, that requires another type of ability. It requires more coming from the heart space. So you have to feel whether or not what you're doing is something that is aligned with you. That's a whole nother process. Mm -hmm. And as far as the voice is concerned, you have to be able to identify the difference between the chatter and between that voice from source that is within you. You have to be able to distinguish those two things because sometimes they'll sound close, but they're not exactly the same voice. So if it's the, the chatter that Gina talks about where you're going around and around like a CD, you have to be able to identify that and that pattern. And when it's the clear voice coming from source, and that's aligned with the feeling, you begin hmm. to understand that this is something that is organically aligned with me and is something that I need to be doing. So you proceed forward with that. But it's the process of taking the time to sit in the quietness, in the stillness of your mind and in your heart and being able to clearly distinguish what's coming from the inside. So true, so true. Rob. Yeah, I, you know, I, th I think there's an element here of having to trust your gut a little bit, because when I think about what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm not supposed to be in a traditional sense doing what I'm doing now. I, society generally was prepared to work for somebody else, right? Go to school, get your degrees, whatever, uh, go work in corporate land or uh, work your way up the ladder, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, and that was what I certainly intended to do or was conditioned to do growing up. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, sort of all of a sudden the world was changing really fast. And, uh, and I had some, some thoughts and ideas about how I could 
potentially do things differently. Um, and when I did eventually decide to take the leap and kind of move out of this the, the mainstream track, if you will, um, there, there were naysayers, inevitably. Uh, I still have friends and family who have no idea what I'm doing. Right? <laughs> and it's, I think it's challenging to explain because they're, again, they're, they're conditioned uh, because they, they've grown up in this and, and, and have worked and lived in this traditional way of doing things. And here's somebody like me and the rest of the, the people in this group who are trying to push the envelope a little bit and prepare ourselves for what's coming next instead of kind of staying in this traditional track. So I think a part of it is trusting your gut, taking some of that risk and, and being prepared for the naysayers that will inevitably come along um, and, uh, and continuing to move forward, even though you're going to get some of that pushback. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tom, Tom, I'm keen to hear your point of view as well. All right. Well, first, let me say your comfort zone is also your failure zone. Mm -hmm. And small minds make small money. You know, I never, <laughs> I've never been able to fit in. I've never been able to fit in no matter how hard I tried. Shoot, I'm the black sheep of both sides of my family. And uh, the times I did try to fit in, you know, it, like I said, it didn't work. And um, so I learned eventually, you know, to never to dim your light, you know, for the sake of others. And if people can't handle your shine, buy them some sunglasses. Oh. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. I mean, yeah. we did like two minutes. You just said three profound things, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you should be talking more, man. You should be giving. I us know, more right? Advice, huh? <laughs> we agree. We agree. Yes. No, he no, has no. a lot to say. Trust me. I'm surprised he hasn't brought up all the books that he's published. You know, in in terms of you know being a multi niche writer and and everything and being able to speak to that perspective in terms of uh, when you do multiple things and and sometimes people are multi niche writers where they're just writing for a lot of different niches uh, versus having, you know, so many different uh, empires or platforms that they're trying to, you know, they're trying to serve. Um, maybe a great interview for you too. <laughs> Throw that out there. Um, I, I do respect anyone who writes books, anyone who writes books, because it takes so much of dedication and heart. And if you have mm -hmm. written way more than one, man, you, you guys are on a totally different level. Because I remember writing one is a piece of headache <laughs> I had. I mean, it just, it just boggles me how how you can put all your thoughts together. Uh, I tried, I mean, I did write one and I, and I remember it was such a struggle because on a day I could phrase something in a way and next day when I came and reread it, I would want to rephrase it again into a different mm -hmm. way. I was never ever satisfied. So if you guys are able to do that again and again, that is one hell of a skill. I'm like, that is, I, I mean, I salute that. <laughs> that stuff it's just crazy <laughs> well i got number i got number i got number 28 coming out real soon <laughs> what are wow. you a writing machine <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's my star remember i just got a lot of content i've been sitting on for years and yeah. um, finally get just getting it out well, I hope the world is ready for it, mate. I mean, if you're going to throw that much 
truth on someone's face, they've got to be ready for it as well. Otherwise, it, it's going to hurt them very bad once they read their stuff. Um, before I let you guys go, and I know you all are busy people in your own time, I have one simple question I'm going to ask you. With COVID, things have changed. Uh, so my next question is a two-part. First, I just want to know if all you guys are well where you are, because I know in every different country, different state, we are in a different phase of lockdown to no lockdown to dramas all over the place. And people being people are not, uh, yeah, it doesn't help. And the second is COVID. Has COVID given you opportunities? And if it has, what kind of opportunities? And what would you recommend people? Um, and how do they uh, recommend people that how do they look for opportunities during this time? I might just start with Rob because he doesn't speak much right now. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll, yeah, I'll jump in. Um, as you know, I'm in Western Canada and, uh, you know, as, as far as health and safety, we're actually doing relatively well, uh, compared to, to some other parts of the world. So you know, we're, we're not locked down at the moment. Uh, we're having some discussions about how children will return to school in September uh, and things are, are looking pretty good pretty good at this point anyway. Uh, and as we all know, things can change quickly. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. Um, as far as opportunities, you know, for, for me, um, and Joseph and I were discussing this a little bit just yesterday. Uh, when we look at what we're doing in terms of business in the online realm, you know, there were, for some time, a lot of progressive organizations have been looking at what operations they could move into that digital space. And we always had these more conservative organizations that sort of you know, didn't take it very, very seriously, I don't think. Uh, but COVID, I think, has catalyzed that transformation process. And uh, so for anybody who has already been preparing to be in this sort of digital first business era, uh, I, I think uh, COVID has, has kind of brought attention to those types of businesses. Um, and certainly for somebody like me who's already operating there and trying to help and train and encourage others to operate there, uh, that's good for, for my line of work. So there's certainly been lots of opportunity, I think, for me. We'll go up to Tom. Would, Tom, sorry, yeah. sorry, yeah, yep. I cut you off. I thought I'll just let the men speak a little bit more. Sounds but, uh, good. <laughs> Tom, Tom. Um, we got we got um, all these uh, every day, and um, you know this time of year. It's not my favorite time of year because it's so hot and I'm hot nature. I get hot real easy. So, uh, and it's mandatory for us to wear a mask. So, uh, I don't feel like dealing with the mask police. So, so I, I just stay at home so I don't have to wear it. And, um, other than that, you know, it's, it's still been business as usual for me. And, um, is working on, uh, like I said, I'm working on um, book number 28. Um, I'm done with the writing portion. I'm just doing the final edits and then getting ready to have a uh, cover designed and, and um, just been working on all the other projects I'm working on. So that's pretty much it for me. Cool. All right. 
Joseph? Well, for me, I'm, I'm here in Orlando, and that's the epicenter right now of the virus with the numbers escalating. But for me and my close family here, we're all fine in the midst of it. Unlike Tom Tom, I enjoy the hot weather. It doesn't get too hot for me. So I am pretty much at home with that part of it. But as far as opportunities, what this whole epidemic has presented to me is and reminded me of is the importance of maximizing your moments, mm -hmm. taking advantage of the time that you have and the time that you have on this planet. But right now, specifically with respect to the virus, get the projects done, get the projects started. Yeah. get the businesses moving, whatever it takes to make progress is what mm -hmm. our focus ought to be right now. And that's what I'm encouraging everyone that I speak to to do. Those opportunities have presented themselves to me. Like I often say, I've been more busy during this corona time than I've been before it. And I've taken advantage of it with different opportunities, with different projects, and of course, Ali Nicole, has many projects for us to engage our, <laughs> ourselves in, but it's been a very, very busy time, a very active time, and a very productive time. And I just want to encourage people to take advantage of it, maximize the moments of your life, mm. and that's what we need to be doing. Uh, I guess we'll go with Rene. <laughs> okay, Samar. Uh, we, we let the boys speak, so it's our turn. No, <laughs> uh, no actually, the, the, the kings have said it very well. There's mm -hmm. probably not a lot to add there other than um, this is a time for dipping into those creative projects, things that you've been putting off, and go for it. And what do you got to lose? I mean, that's what I'm telling myself. That's what I'm telling mm -hmm. my clients. This is, you know, do the things that are the system and structural strengthen those so that you can what i call draft them leverage them when everything opens back up but also pulls something from your dreams from your vision and start to work on it now start to yes. let that energy fulfill you during these times where there's uncertainty and fear and concern you know in the world around us and let that fill your your reservoir and you're going to feel a lot healthier and wellness about yourself when you take some more control by reaching into some of those bigger dreams uh, and not just waiting till the time is right. So hmm. that's all I would add. True. Who's going next? <laughs> <laughs> Queen Gina, do you want to? Um, so I'm in the UK. We're just beginning to come out of lockdown. Um, and so I've had many weeks where I've been um, geographically and physically uh, in a limited space. But in a sense, that's opened up um, the opportunity for, for my mind and not imagination to, to expand. Uh, certainly working with Alan Nicole and the group has been great. I've been writing, doing a lot of content. Um, I'm fortunate in that I'm already in the digital space and well-placed in terms of uh, training and, and coaching and so on. But for me, I think the biggest thing I would say is it's an opportunity to reflect on what's really important. Mm -hmm. And for me, one of those things has been relationships. And so one of the things that I've been doing is I've been reaching out to 
not to just connect with people because you can have lots of connections. I've got 18 and a half thousand connections on LinkedIn, for example, but actually making contact, having conversations and creating relationships. And some of them we've had a nice conversation, but with many of them, it's opening up opportunities for both of us and for other groups of people. And so I think whatever your circumstance are, as it may be, you can either see it as a limitation and talk about the things that you know it means you can't do, or you can use it to really open the door of possibilities and opportunities. Mm. Um, and so investing that time in, in creating and deepening relationships for me has been perhaps the biggest gift of this time. That is so true. Beautiful. Yeah, well but, said. Mm-hmm. Well stated. <laughs> well, I guess it leaves me. Um, boss you up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to agree with Queen Renee that uh, the kings for sure and then actually just you know hearing from the rest of them everyone has really stated um really all that could be said honestly um you know for me when it comes to the whole dynamics around COVID, and and thank you so much first of all for asking if we all were well and my family and i we we are doing well um thank you um when it comes to this topic it's been very interesting for me because uh, a lot didn't change uh, for me in terms of all of the different shifts that most people were having to make and those different adjustments, um, you know, just globally. Uh, because I was already in the digital space like most of them, you know, were. My life and, and business, so to speak, was sort of already prepared for something of this magnitude, even not knowing that obviously something like this was going to occur, but with having the platforms and the, the different opportunities for you know, people to take advantage of, those things were in place. So things have continued just to progress. But one of the things I will say is that with anything that occurs, it gives everyone an opportunity to level up and, and reposition. And of course, reprioritize and even if you're doing things quote unquote you know well there's always the opportunity to continue to advance that and never you know take that for granted um, and especially during these times for sure it's important to be as Queen Gina said you know fostering the relationships and making those connections and, and making them meaningful um, you know for people and also skilling up during these times. You know, I'm someone, I don't, I'm cross-trained as you all know in over 50 areas. And let me tell you, I don't sleep on any of that. I don't take that for granted. I'm always learning something, always investing, you know, in myself. And I encourage other people to continue to do that and continue to be more in your life for sure, because you have this one life to live and you also don't want to be using all of your time to be so engaged in a lot of different things that may not be um, as meaningful, but when you reprioritize or you focus on what's most important and our missions and our businesses, of course, are important because we're here to be of a higher service to um, not just the business community, but I believe the world at large. And 
So when we are focused on those things, then we will take better care of ourselves. We will manage our time more effectively and also make sure that we are continuously on the, the right path, which is always continuing to evolve and unfold uh, differently. So with this whole pandemic, it just gives everybody another wake up call. And even for those, like I said, who maybe were already ahead of the game and things maybe haven't changed much for them, um, it's still always that opportunity to honor your life and continue to move your visions forward and bring as many people as possible into that space as well. True, true. That is so true. That is so true. Thank you for all. You know what? Every time I talk to you, all of you, I just realized that people spend thousands and thousands of hours reading books and understanding. And I know, Tom, Tom, I'm not asking any people not to read the books. I would love them to read your books. But what I'm saying is, this is like a masterclass. You just sit down and quietly mm -hmm. listen to what all you have to say. And you get so much out of it. Like there's so much clarity. Um, you get there's so much new information, new perspective you get that it gives you food for thought to think about mm. where you are, where you want to be and where you want to go ahead to. Um, so, yes, while reading books and all do help. But I think listening to you guys also helps a lot. And I'm hoping everyone who is listening to this conversation uh, will get the same kind of, um, no, I said, the same kind of feeling I am, the same kind of knowledge I am. So I really, really appreciate you all coming together. Um, different well, time zones you. it takes a lot of an effort um, so yeah stay blessed thank you all thank, thank you. you thank you so much I appreciate it